episode 3 of Failing to Succeed with me, Louise Stevenson, and the accents are getting wild in this next episode. My next guest is so inspirational. Can you imagine your pizza place at the end of the road closes down and instead of just going to find another pizza place, you say, fuck it, let me buy it and start my own business and start making pizzas. Well, that's exactly what Christina did and she took it from a hole in the wall to not one, two or three restaurants, but seven restaurants, which is unbelievable considering she had no experience in the food industry whatsoever. But when her brother goes missing, things took a turn for the worse. Having already bought her business partners out, she was forced to look at some fundamental failures within the company. Christina shares with us the massive learnings that she's taken from growing and losing a really successful company. Now a top consultant in London within the food tech space, she actually told me that 95% of serotonin is made in the gut, which is absolutely madness. And I'm also pretty gutted because it means I have to stop eating all those Haribo. So join us for a great chat about grief, failures and resilience. Got my degree and started working for a company in sales. So that was my first experience of working for someone. I grew out of that very quickly. I think I, I, I worked for someone for a year, 18 months, maybe two years at most. And, and, then, and then went on to start a business with my husband, which we're still running to this day. Um, again, we learned very quickly that we're incredible as husband and wife. We are not as good as business partners. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's a completely different relationship. Absolutely. I, I stand in awe of, of couples who can and do business together. That was it was a huge challenge for us. I mean, it's yeah, challenges came later in the form of, you know, financial for us. And I'd I'd hate to think if that was our only business at the at the time. And then going on top of the you know, those challenges with Ooh. with him in a business. So what made you decide to go into business with her? I'm assuming you weren't married at the time. No, we weren't actually. I don't know. We just saw an opportunity uh, for it. It was a a recruitment business and he had been in the UK and South African as well, had moved back to South Africa and he worked on one of the biggest um, infrastructure projects at the time. They were building a train basically. (laughs) Which is which is our public transport in South Africa is very different to how it is here. So, <laughs> I mean, it's still I think one of the biggest projects that that South Africa has undertaken. He was involved with recruiting there internally, and then I think off the back of that, we just decided let's start this. It was actually around the time that my mom passed away. Okay. So I, uh, you know, I think also when you go through a a personal tragedy, it always puts your life into perspective. Yeah. You start questioning things. You start going, oh, you know, is this what I want or is this actually mm. serving me? A lot of the mundane stuff becomes so relevant, mm. so things that you would worry about. I also had a sense of time that I'd never felt before. I felt like, wow, life is short. Like when my when my mum passed away, I all of a sudden was like, is this what I'm doing with my life? Do I want to change mm. it? Like what is yeah. it that's making me happy? like time became almost like omnipresent where it hadn't been before because I'd just been going through the motions. Absolutely. And I just, I feel like every time I go through a loss, you suddenly go, I've got this finite amount of time Mm -hmm. on earth. Mm -hmm. And what am I doing with my time? Mm -hmm. And 
it starts it's it starts shifting you um and I, I that's why I also like I don't see death as a negative I've always grown the most from the biggest tragedies yeah. you know be it my mom be it my brother I mean even to my beagle now which brings up all of that past loss because every time you go through a loss you draw back on on those previous experiences so you might say just a dog but she was such a significant part of my life it's attached to your past grief because I think every time you're reminded of it it brings all those emotions back up to the surface right and you've got to deal with the stuff that's still in there even though like we've dealt with a lot of it there's, there's always going to be grief and trauma in there somewhere. And then it's, it's uh, well, then what are you doing with that grief? What, where, how are you channeling it? You know, so as I said, with my mom, with my mom passing, I then went on to to start my own, my own business. That was the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Which is huge, right? Because, I mean, I can't imagine taking a risk like that and starting our business whilst us going through grief. So did that help you through your grief then? I think it really did. And just thinking back now, all the biggest shifts in my life have taken place around that grief because it puts so much into perspective. So for Mm -hmm. me, working for someone else and who I was working for at the time was not serving me. And my mom's death was just a stark reminder of this, that, okay, well, you've got this amount of time to do something. What are you going to do to make yourself happier or to live a better life? Or what have you learned from her life? And yeah, so quickly learned that Vaughn and I were we're not going to work together yeah, <laughs> and we yeah. to do our own thing so yeah. that's when I got involved with the the pizza company all right tell us about this what was it and where was it and how did you get involved <laughs> so it's was living with two friends at the time down the road from this the original pizza shop which had been there for like 20 years it was this little hole in the wall pizza takeaway place in a garage um, but it made the best right. pizzas. I would get pizza there every Sunday. It's always the little, like, dirtiest places that make the best food as well, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this little place was closing down. It, it just wasn't running properly, and I saw it closed, and I just I said to Vaughn, like, how, where, how are we going to get pizza now? Like, what are we going to do? Literally, that was my only thought. How do I get pizza? Like, my life is over. Where's my pizza coming from? <laughs> yeah, so ended up partnering with three guys in the restaurant industry to revive this this place it had it had quite a cult following as well it had been there for so long so yeah we then took over it was I mean I was just so new I was was quite a lot younger than them and they'd been in the industry and I learned a hell of a lot over those next I was with it for like nine or ten years by the by the end of it wow had you worked in that industry before Christina or was this brand new to you no it was absolutely brand new like I said my only goal at that point in time was how am I going to make sure I get a pizza every Sunday night (laughs) (laughs) It was very little, as I said, being young, there was very little thought that went into other than like, where am I drinking on a Saturday night? <laughs> and um, where am I getting my pizza from on a Sunday? That's excellent. <laughs> I love that. The goal, the goal is just to eat pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally, that's what it was. So <laughs> and then obviously, obviously that then evolved and as the business grew, we obviously we rebranded it, put all the marketing in place, and so that was what you were bringing to it. You were bringing the market inside, right? You've done your marketing, yeah, marketing and and ops, and I think just being there for for, for the rest, the, the the three other partners, it was a sideline like venture for them. Mm. So ended up buying two of them out 
quite early on, probably in like year three or so, two or three. Mm-hmm. And then it was myself and another partner. How do you guys come to that decision? Is it just they want out? They've had enough pizza to last them a lifetime? Like, what I think, is it? yeah, and I often think, look back and try and work this out. It's funny how it, it changes because it just organically happens. It gets to a point where, right, in order for this business to move to the next level, something's got to give. And they couldn't give more of their time. And they didn't want to be involved anymore. They had their own businesses, other restaurants, as I said, which were Right. which were very successful. I think everyone just goes through their changes and that was a yeah, time that for them that they wanted to get out and the two of us wanted to remain. So that was good then. So it was quite an amicable. It was amicable. The, the, the first two, yeah, it was amicable. Buying up my, my last partner, which was probably another year or two later. So by that time, I'd bought out three of them. As I said, you know, from the beginning, I was also, I was on quite a mission and I was, I needed okay. things to be done my way. And I, if I look back, you know, that was one of the, the biggest lessons that I've learned is how important it is being with the right people and having the right people around you in your team. So the last partner that I bought out, we were not seeing eye to eye on on, on anything. And we'd, we'd kind of been brought together by default as opposed to us going, okay, let's do this together and let's make this work. When you see the right people, do you mean the right expertise, the right energy, the right mindset? What do you mean when you say that? Right mindset and right energy. Expertise, you can teach anyone anything, right? So for me, I think the biggest thing I've learned as well now, it's not about it's not about their skill sets. It's about their mindsets and the the fit, that energy, that synchronicity. Does that work or does it not? Because you can have all the skill set in the world, but if you can't work with that person, yeah, it, it's gonna it's you're gonna clash and it's it's gonna break down. And you have to enjoy it to a certain degree as well, right? Because you're getting up every morning and trying to keep this business going and moving forward and put your energy into it. Absolutely. So I feel like where, where I am now is I run and I skip to work. Wow. I wouldn't even call it work. It's just, it's so aligned with my purpose and my passion that I would be doing this and wow. not earning money from it. That's how far I feel I've come. Whereas before it was, as I said to you, it was it done for the wrong uh-huh. reasons with not only then trying to scale and run a business and trying to do it by yourself. So that must have been really hard then, just being like accountable for it all. That's really hard. Oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. <laughs> I don't quite know what I was thinking at the time. Is it during this time that your brother goes missing? Yes, birthday? that was, I think, the beginning of the end. As I said, every time a tragedy happens, I, I, I would go through quite a big shift. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Business was running yeah. at a loss. You know, the staff were unhappy. I couldn't pay people what, what I felt they should be paid. I was falling behind with paying suppliers. Mm. It was to the detriment of of who I am as a as a person because that's not who I am. I don't believe that's how business should be done. But you're so caught mm. up in that momentum of okay, well, let's borrow from here to to make this one work, or this store's not doing well, but we'll keep it running because it becomes an emotional decision as opposed to a right. a business decision. It was all just learning at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I don't regret it. I don't hold myself accountable for some of the ways in which I acted I was doing what I felt was best at the time with no other intention other than to to create a business that's that was successful 
Wow. And you definitely did that. You definitely did that. You took it from one store to, what, seven stores. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Look, Edward went missing, passed away, um, was found... Yeah, he he was he was found dead. Um, which was which was hugely traumatic. Oh it was just something out of a movie. Private investigators. We had the police. We had organisations for missing people. We had forensic psychics to help us just to work out what what was What's going happened? on here. Yeah, he was found dead. Did you ever find out what happened? We used forensic psychics, which turned out to be incredibly accurate. The four of us now, all of us have a different understanding of what happened to Edward, which is so interesting. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where there is no right or wrong. It's just, it's the lens from which you are observing and what you're coming at the situation for. So absolutely, we're all on our our journeys. We're all journeying. And what is it that I need to experience and understand at this point in my journey? So no one is ahead and no one is behind you. We're here on this earth to to learn and to grow and hopefully ultimately become better people right (laughs) for sure and it's about where you're at and what you're comfortable with believing accepting we will come to that separately differently so we've realized that we can't work with our partners we've gone into making the best pizza (laughs) and then that's kind of starting to go not the way that you thought it was going to go so what happens then do you sell it and move into something else or yeah so it was a messy-ish type end I mean it wasn't the ultimate business success and you know sell out for millions of dollars or pounds or Mm. millions of rand (laughs) it was you sold some of the stores defranchised some of them uh, names were changed uh, closed down a big part of it cut my losses put a lot of it down to school fees um Mm. paid my school fees and walked away feeling okay you know that what have I learned from this I then went into coaching and consulting so freelancing for, for a company that works with SMEs to help mm. grow and scale them and to create assets. Because exactly like exactly like my experience with, with my business, it, I didn't sell it as an asset right. or for value. Right. Uh, even after all of this work. This is incredibly mature of you to do. To do I'm sure it must have been a lot harder than you're making out. But... That's really mature for you to go, okay, I've done this thing. It hasn't quite gone the way I wanted it to go, but let me learn from it and take what I need to take into the next thing. That's very, very mature. Like I think a lot of people would be highly frustrated, angry, bitter, maybe that it didn't work out. And I think that you've, you. it seems to me like you've taken so much positive from it and actually been able to benefit from something that could, in very commas, be a failed business, do you know what I mean? Mm. Which it wasn't. And this is us talking about failures that we learn from and grow from. And I just, honestly, I think it's amazing, like your mindset and your attitude that you've just gone, let me take what I need to. Oh, into the thank you, time. yeah. I, and I think... 
it's, it all just comes down to perspective at the end of the day, right? Like mm-hmm. we're going to go through life. We're going to have these setbacks. We're going to have these tragedies. We're going to have these moments where you're just like, what is this all for? And to yeah. go, okay, this is life and this is what I need to be learning right now. You know, having gone through all of these things, I just I keep seeing the good that comes out of it afterwards. And while you yeah. it at the time, you can never, you feel so downtrodden and it is. It was, it was a terrible time. I, I had my... I had my second born. I, I remember sitting at 3 a.m. in the morning, like going, how how is this gonna how's this gonna play out? I don't see the end for it. And I completely understand where you, you actually can't see a way out of what where mm. you're at or where you're in. And I think that's also for me where mental health has just become such a massive focus for me. You know, I firmly believe there was my brother. Edward, who passed away, suffered from a lot of mental issues, a lot to do with my mom's death and not processing and not understanding the tragedy and and living in a society where it's so black or white. You know, there's, I don't know, life is is actually so gray and there's incredible colors of, of, of white and then there's incredible dark times of black. And so what you've done is well, what it looks like as an outsider is take everything that you've learned and put it into this new venture that you have. Honestly, you're such a risk taker, Missy. Like growing a family and a business and going through all these tragedy in your home life, you're still putting yourself out there. And I just think it's incredible. So the next thing that you're doing is the um, consultancy, right, for this new startup. Tell us about that, Feed Me See More. Yes, so it's a health optimization. Um, so we're doing a um, personalized nutrition program. Yeah, in the in the health tech space, um, which is incredible. Health has always been my passion. I grew up with the term organic before it was even invented. My mom was a huge advocate for for healthy lifestyle and healthy eating. Her journey of passing away from cancer and her coming to the realization at the end of her time here on Earth, all the food we consume, how toxic it can be. Mm. We're not conscious about what we're putting into our bodies. I've been living this way for a long time and the link between, you know, the gut and and the brain and how important it is what we eat creates our mental health. And there's a massive link that I think it's something like 80% of our serotonin is created in the gut. I had no idea that there was a link there between how you felt in your mind. It's amazing. The, the reading and the research I'm doing at the moment, um, talk about the, the, the three brains. So we've got our, our gut brain, we've got then our heart brain, and then we've got our normal brain and how all these three interlink and, wow. and how it all starts with the gut. So what Feed Me Seymour is doing is it, it really it understands how important nutrition is. And we are personalizing it to to individuals. Oh my God, you're such a risk taker, Missy's. I absolutely love it. Right, let's go into your top failures. You've done some really great homework and I know you've got some to share with us. So shall we roll into those? Yeah. So I think, you know, the the first one comes down to trying to do it all alone and, and not surrounding yourself with the right people. I have made sure now that the number one priority for me with joining this business is that I'm aligned with the people I'm working with and they are good people essentially and they're doing mm-hmm. things for the right reasons. And 
but everyone's using their strengths to better everyone else around them. I would say my first failure would have been trying to to do it by myself, which then leads into arrogance and ego, right? So from being younger, you know, we've, we're very arrogant, we're, we're very ego-driven. We think we know it all. <laughs> In my case, anyway, I definitely thought I knew it all. <laughs> you know, but that's, I think that's just a part of life. It's good, you know. We need to get knocked back down a bit and recalibrated. Yeah. It's not being self-aware, not doing something for purpose that was truly aligned to who I am and what I'm meant to be here on earth for. I mean, we're here to serve and we're here to help people. Amazing. We're here to better the world. You know, I think it's incredible. I listen to to your podcast and I listen to other podcasts and I just, the service that you guys are doing of getting this out to the world because it helps so many people. It's very purposeful. Yeah. Probably the third thing would be, you know, not watching the numbers, not not keeping track of of cash flow, of budgeting, of feeling like you're you're invincible or or not centering yourself enough and just not coming down to the foundation and to the basics mm-hmm. of okay, right, what does this business need? Where are we going to? What are the steps I need to put in place? Mm-hmm. Putting in proper systems and processes, making sure that you continuously building on something as opposed to just going off on a whim. Yeah, you need the risk takers, you need the entrepreneurs. But then you also need yeah. a lot of sensible people around you to to go or for you to become yeah. more sensible and go, OK, you know, we're losing money here. Let's cut this. You know, this is doing really well. Let's yeah. focus on this as opposed to just scattering, being trying to be everything everywhere. Yeah. And I think that comes with what you said just before about mm. the loss of the ego. Right. Because as soon as you lose your ego then you can make those clear-headed decisions that are not emotional decisions anymore. And so I think that probably we become better through time as you get older. And Well, you don't always lose your ego as you get older. I know a lot of of men I work with are massive people. Um, But yeah, I, I think that it sounds like you've gone through so much learning and so much education with your businesses that you can now take all that amazing learning and put it into feed me see more or whatever I know there'll be something else after that Christina I can just feel it you know it's 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 never the end right we we and and learning to just let go and go and enjoy life now I've learned to enjoy life so much more I would stress Mm -hmm. about such silly things before and I think also going through what I have, it's, you know what, it actually always all works out. And trusting in that knowing that it's it's going to work out and that the universe has got your back. It really does. Like you put out good into the universe, it's going to come back to you. Can I ask one question? What is the one failure that taught you the most? Hmm. The biggest failure would be having having the wrong mindset. So being being a victim to my circumstances, which I think I've learned from everything I've gone through, is that you have a choice. You know, are you a victim or are you seeing the the opportunity and the the good in the situation? And I think that has set me up now to know that no matter what it is that you go through, there's there's going to be there's going to be some good that's going to come out of it and to find yeah. it. 
Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Christina. It's been amazing. I love our conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. You are very inspiring. I love that you're a risk taker because I think we need more of them in life. And I, I want to say thank you so much. Thank you, Louise. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. And yeah, thank you for your time. If you want to listen to more episodes of Failing to Succeed, check us out on Spotify or iTunes or go to failingtosucceed.co.uk.